be it resolved. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Be It Resolved, your weekly debate podcast. Uh, my name is Andrew Wood, and I'm pleased to introduce uh, my fellow uh, conspirators here. We've got Mr. Alex Brown, and we've got Mr. Sarab Sandu, uh, Andrew Oates, and Mr. Mario Karakidis. Well, we're very pleased to bring you today's date debate and uh, and to tell us all about it. We have today's moderator, Mr. Sarab Sandu. Sarab, it's over to you. Thank you. Thank you, uh, uh, Andrew Wood. Thank you very much. And to all the participants, um, today we are going to discuss a very interesting topic. Be it resolved, UFOs are real and extraterrestrial in nature. Now to argue for uh, the affirmative side, we have Mr. Andrew Wood and Mario Karikidis. And on the con side, we have Al Brown and Andrew Oates. To start off the proceedings, we would like Mario Karikidis from the affirmative side, who has two minutes to speak his bit. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Moderator. They say that a skeptic's mind is like a hermetically sealed coffin. Nothing goes in, nothing comes out. I hope during this particular argument that our opponents are not going to be her hermetically sealed and they allow some information to come through. Because what we are going to present during our time here is credible evidence of witnesses that have absolute credibility uh, about seeing UFOs and actually talking about their experiences. These are astronauts, such as Gordon Cooper, who saw a flying disc actually land on Edwards Air Force Base dry bed. We're talking about Story Musgrave, the Hubble Space Telescope repair astronaut. We're talking about Edgar Mitchell, Apollo 14 astronaut who saw a UFO in space, Buzz Aldrin, who claimed that Apollo 11, that they were actually tracked by a flying object all the way to the moon. We're gonna be talking about military people who are whistleblowers, who came out uh, in uh, basically Jesse Marcel, who is part of the uh, Roswell incident, the army intelligence officer who handled the crashed flying disc in 1947 and in his deathbed confession in 1984 claimed categorically that they were of alien origin. We're gonna be talking about Alex Dietrich, the Tic Tac pilot from the Nimitz who actually saw that Tic Tac UFO that we're seeing nowadays on our images and claimed specifically that that does aerodynamic flight characteristics that are absolutely impossible for any human object to be able to be done, even if that is some kind of a secret military weapon. We don't have the technology that we know uh, so far that we can do something like that. We're going to be talking about Defense Minister uh, Paul Hillier, who at 91 gave a deathbed instruction to people to release information about UFOs. He believes, and he is the Canadian uh, defense minister. We're gonna be talking about Nick Pope, the B British Minister of Defense, the Fox Mulder from the British, British Ministry of Defense. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Mr. Kirikiris. Uh, we'll talk more. 
two minutes are up. Now, can we have the affirmative side, the first one, the, uh, the con side? Yes, thank you, Mr. Moderator. Uh, interesting uh, that uh, Mario mentioned uh, the closed minds of skeptics. I found that the true believers have uh, quite closed minds sometimes also. Nobody is arguing, however, that there aren't things in the world that are unexplained. However, throughout history, we've seen that humans have a nature of explaining things in terms that they can understand and that human society can deal with. So when we see uh, things we don't understand, when we saw them 2000 years ago, we put them down to gods and angels and demons. In the 20th century, they put, that, put them down to airplanes. And then we had space flight and, and we put them down to space travel. There are lots of questions about uh, what these phenomena are, but there's absolutely no evidence that they're linked in any way to extraterrestrials visiting the Earth. What else travels very fast? Flashes of light, reflections on cockpit uh, heads-up displays, all kinds of things which haven't been fully investigated. So we're, you're assuming that somehow space aliens have arrived here in a way that they're never detected by astronomers on their way here, even though we see comets coming years in advance. They're going so fast, but they don't seem to have a problem with the sound barrier or creating sonic booms or anything like that. So their technology must be very, very advanced indeed. And there's no evidence at all that such intelligence exists in the universe. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andrew. Uh, can we have Mr. Andrew Wood now come up with this two minutes of this? Well, thank you very much, uh, Sarab. Uh, now, we don't need to argue, of course, that UFOs are real because that is well established and uh, there are an innumerable phenomena in the sky that are unexplained. But the evidence is in, we have to take it one step further, the evidence is in that these must be extraterrestrial in origin. Simply the, the, the things that these that the Navy pilots have observed are just physically impossible for uh, human aircraft. The G-forces, six to uh, 70 times what a human body can withstand. Now, I, I'm not going to argue with you that these are actually manned or piloted by, by aliens. I think it's quite likely and quite uh, probable that these may be unmanned uh, probe vehicles. But if they are capable of things that no uh, human um, manufactured um, a flight object is capable of doing, then the, the conclusion is inescapable that these are alien in origin. I mean, they simply must be. And we've got so many credible people um, telling of their experiences. And if I can just share this uh, for a moment here, um, I've got um, Gordon Cooper on um, here, and he is talking. Now, this is the NASA astronaut. Actually, I'm, I'm going to run out of time here, so I'd better not do that. But um, <clears throat> uh, 
uh, I'll do that during the round robin thing. Maybe I'll get a chance to show a few seconds. It'll give us a, a focal point of discussion there. Um, back to you, Mr. Moderator. Thank you very much. Now we we have Mr. L. Brown to come up with the affirmative side. Um, viewers, the arguments for and against uh, the existence of uh, UFOs of extraterrestrial or origin come down to two levels. They are the practical and the human nature. Now, I'm going to focus at this time on the human nature, but before I do, just a quick thing on the practical. We do not contest the fact that there are innumerable, vast uh, numbers of uh, human or of uh, Earth-like planets or habitable planets throughout the universe. Uh, but why would anybody from one of these worlds, say several hundred light years away, want to come to Earth? Why are we so significant that they'd want to visit us in the first place? <clears throat> but let's go on to the human nature. It has been uh, the practice of human nature, as my colleague has said, to identify and label things and try and give, give them uh, images of the unexplained. And it is human nature to uh, follow the principle of uh, using these characteristics to, to their own benefit. For example, you do something wrong, you say, oh, the devil did it. The devil, the devil made me do it. And also there's one other context which I've often heard in the past, which I don't know where this origin comes, but it simply comes down to this. Why accept the plain truth when you can have a colorful lie? It is, there's undoubtedly, it has been the case that humans are be, have been experimenting, certainly the Americans with all sorts of flying craft in the past, and who knows, they've probably come up with flying saucers, which would explain a lot of the existing sightings and that they were not of extraterrestrial nature. But this is something that I will have to leave for further uh, discussion during the round robin as I have run out of time. Thank you very much. Now comes the round robin section where we discuss the various things. Now, I want to put something here, which I saw in the Bible, in the Ezekiel, when he is describing something shining, breaking through the, uh, the clouds and coming down in dust and settling down and four beasts get out. They looked like beasts, they had helmets and like horns. What was he trying to explain? Was that a, a something describing an alien craft or alien visitation? We don't know. What, what do you say, Mario, about that? Well, Ezekiel um, was uh, describing, uh, obviously I wasn't there to know what he was describing, but it definitely sounds like uh, it was something that he could not explain. Uh, there's, it's very difficult to, to sit and analyze what ancient texts show. There is evidence in photographic, not photographic, in paintings, I should say, that do show um, alien uh, type craft in the sky and people actually observing it. But we have to look at what is going now in the modern era. And uh, as, as you heard from our opponents, they actually sat there and they claimed the old cop-out, which is why would anybody wanna come? 
Uh, they're all, uh, you know, uh, phenomenon that are reflections and blah, 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 blah. We just cited credible people, credible observers, Air Force people, people from government that actually have worked with these things. And I'm about to bring up another person, Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar, who in 1989 claimed that there was an element of 115 when a periodic element had 108 at that point on the element table that could actually warp space, that it was reverse engineered from a craft at S4 and alien to Area 51. Now, they may smirk at that, but Bob Lazar recently has been proven correct. Here is a report from the Toronto Star because you see element 115 was discovered in 2003 as not discovered, but actually manufactured. This is proof that there is people that have actually been involved in this that can actually prove that there is, uh, in, that they have been involved in this. Mm -hmm. So let's stop playing games and trying to put it, put the little kook helmets on people and start looking at the real evidence that people are presenting. Just because you don't have a smoking gun doesn't mean that somebody didn't witness a murder. Okay, Come well, on. you know what, uh, Mario, this is the time when I should really be putting my uh, video. Put it out there. Yeah. Put it out there. Let them hear from Gordon Cooper themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Gentlemen, uh, just because somebody has come up. Uh, here, hold on. Just because somebody has come up with this stuff doesn't necessarily mean that it's of extraterrestrial yeah, origin. It is. I've read a little bit about the elementals, and they've been doing work on trying to create new uh, elements much heavier than what are existing in nature for, uh, for generations. And some of these elements are uh, really exotic. They last for maybe... I don't know, maybe a nanosecond, but uh, just because that maybe they found it in a in a an alien spacecraft, maybe ah, so not. he's admitting that. But okay, I do good. know that. Yeah, admitting that. But the thing is that there's no proof that they have, other than what somebody no, has said. No, there is actual proof. I would well, like. Let me get my clip up there. I've tried to do it twice. No, no, no let's forget the clip, uh, and we don't. No, no, let him play the clip. Let him play the clip. Yeah, let him play the clip. Okay. As they were sitting there filming, a little saucer came from, I say a little saucer, it was a saucer came flying over their head, put down three little landing gear and landed right on the side of Lake. And they picked up their cameras and started over toward it, filming as they went. And when they got in fairly close to it, it lifted up, put the gear back in the wheel well, tipped up, took off at a great rate of speed. There we are. I mean, look, this is uh, absolutely credible person. This is uh, Gordon Cooper, the um, the astronaut, speaking from personal experience. He Science doesn't progress by anecdotes, though, and lots of people would give you personal experience about having spoken with Jesus and walked with Jesus and so on. I take that kind of thing with a certain skepticism. I understand why they're saying it, what they think they did. But I also understand what I think. Now, we talked about how huge the universe is and how many other planets there are, but nobody has ever demonstrated that there's more intelligent life out there than on Earth. There's, nobody has even proven that intelligence is a benefit for long-term survival. The universe is 20 billion years old, give or take. Why are these aliens only coming to Earth within human history. And suddenly we're seeing them all over the place. 
I well, find that very hard to, uh, just from a probability and statistical standpoint, to uh, fathom. Why are we going to Mars? Why did we go to the moon? Why are we looking and sending probes out into outer space? It is because it is part of our nature to, to explore new areas, new worlds. Uh, the universe, according to scientists, uh, is around 14.9 billion years old. Uh, and uh, there is absolute human arrogance that we believe that we are the only species out there uh, in a vast universe uh, full of millions and billions of galaxies. The, the fact is this, that um, string theory and uh, actually um, part of the, uh, the equation that, um, that we're starting to understand from quantum physics is that space and space-time can't be bent and warped. What Bob Lazar said, that element 115 has the capability of warping space and actually having the spaceship fly faster than time, sorry, faster than the speed of light because it actually warps space and brings the ship there. That is proven, by the way, uh, science uh, that, uh, that, uh, has, that has come out, that you can actually do that. We can't manufacture it, but theoretically- You're arguing that there's an intelligence out there that because we've only been intelligent for a few thousand years, they have somehow gone to every one of those billions of planets in the universe to look for intelligence and they chose Earth somehow? Well, it's not necessary to speculate that way. I don't yeah. think. No, it's not speculation. It's just looking at the numbers that we're talking about. Yeah. What we're, happened the number of, we're, we're talking about the number of planets to justify that there must be some intelligent life out there. Well, how would they know to come to Earth? Gentlemen, one thing that uh, I should like to mention here, there have been perhaps for the last hundred years or maybe even more, uh, dozens and dozens of maybe even hundreds of reports of UFOs yearly. Um, but they never seem to get beyond a certain level of credibility. We have some people who claim to have seen one of these things. And there is word that there's might be uh, an alien spacecraft have crashed in the middle of the Arizona desert and the re remnants of which are being stored in area uh, 31 or 51, whichever it is. And, uh, but we don't see them. We don't see any of this. It's all second, as far as, as I can see, it's all secondhand information. And today, one of the, thi one of the things that I, we can tell you uh, that is being demonstrated just as well as maybe this element 115, is that human memory can be corrupted. That we say we see things, but they're not necessarily there. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the people that said they were, they've, they've seen these things were predisposed to see them. In other words, they wanted to see them because they were, they were, their minds were set to uh, evaluate what they saw in a certain format. And that doesn't mean it's what they saw is correct, because it cannot. Uh, these these sightings are generally not corroborated. I have seen some sightings which, are, uh, which are considered UFOs, were clearly, uh, possibly military operations in the United States or the silhouettes of planes that couldn't be seen because it was dark out, but the landing lights were all on. So you're saying somebody's saying that Superman is not real? If he comes here and shakes hands with you, what are you going to do? Is he an alien? Is he from a different planet, Krypton? 
Listen, we well, can. Well, that'd be interesting sit, if he did show up. We can sit here and ridicule all we want. Uh, the uh, the fact that you just heard from a, an astronaut, a trained observer, okay, a trained observer, military person, uh, and you still are not uh, listening to what he is saying, trying to excuse or trying to make that 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 is concerning. You want firsthand evidence? Why don't you go and play the actual confession of Major Jesse Marcel? The, the, as I said, the Army Intelligence Officer from the 509th Atomic Group. Uh, this is the, the, uh, the most elite of the elite atomic group of aircraft uh, pilots that actually had the Enola Gay there housed. Um, he actually claims, go play it, go play uh, videos and out there and, and see uh, the, uh, the, the confession from uh, Bob Lazar. Uh, how, how would you how do you explain the fact that NASA or the United States government doesn't look at those videos and say, hey, we believe now they don't do that. You have been seeing drip, drip, drip of uh, the start of disclosure. Uh, the fact that um, that um, you're hearing presidents now of the United States like Barack Obama just last week starting to come out to talk about it. The fact that they're talking about UFO technology uh, as being something that they cannot explain. This is the drip, drip, drip that we're starting to see so that's, coming that's out. That's the crux of the argument. They cannot explain it. They granted. don't want to explain it. They don't want to explain it because- That's a long way from saying it's extraterrestrial. In 1951, in 19, sorry, 1947, actually, uh, late 1947, there was a group called the Majestic 12 that was created by uh, Harry S. Truman uh, to investigate these things. One of the decrees that they said is that they're not going to disclose, they're going to try to keep it quiet because it could create uh, issues for the population. It might create mass panic. Uh, they did see that uh, when War of the Worlds was released as a radio show, people went bananas. So they basically wanted to make sure that uh, it kept civil, uh, civil obedience going on. Folks, there is a lot of evidence out there uh, that, uh, you know, even though you don't have the gun in your hand, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. You got to listen to some of the people that are actually saying this that have firsthand experience, not well, we're, around. We're making lots of logical leaps here, leaping no. from the fact that if, if you're told on the radio that the world is being invaded, then you can't you couldn't handle hearing about intelligence on another planet that's people that's panic leak. but that was an invasion that wasn't the fact of foreign intelligence coming to earth no people panicked because they thought that aliens were actually invading and he made it sound so real uh, uh you know that uh, it actually uh, people panicked so they the government felt uh, that if it can happen 10 years earlier it can happen uh if if they actually made actual disclosure so the slow well, we also have a long history in human nature of uh, inventing stories to hide military activities. Yeah. And the, the most common example is the British invention of radar in World War II. And how to, how to explain to the Germans why they were so su successful in the detecting their airplanes and finding their cities and so on? Mm -hmm. Well, you have to make up a story. So they made okay. up a story. They could have said, well, aliens are helping us, but they said instead our pilots are eating lots of carrots. Okay, People gentlemen, now we're going to go back. We have had a good discussion, and I would like to go at the closing comments. We're going to start with Mr. Al Brown now. Thank you very much, Sarab. Uh, our uh, opponents have, I, have tried to uh, use 
the notion that of reputable sources as uh, evidence of the existence of UFOs of exter extraterrestrial origin. But they haven't really proved that. All they've demonstrated is, is that there's reputable sources have actually seen them. They don't know where they come from because that has not been observed. They haven't uh, been, they've been basically observed coming along the ground, flying along with, uh, with uh, aircraft, being observed at sea by military aircraft and such like this. Are they extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial of origin and involving uh, alien life? Well, frankly, if they were of extraterrestrial origin, I would, and there are so many of them, I would say, yes, that's true. But that part of the operation has not been proved. All we know is that they're UFOs. They could be uh, from uh, military uh, uh, people, fly, uh, mil military experiments. There have been lots of those. Over to you, Mr. Moderator. Thank you very much. And now from the, the affirmative side, Mr. Andrew Woods. So well, thank you, um, Sarab. Uh, okay, so it, it, the point here is that the sightings that we're talking about by these credible pilots and 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 these professionals, they're 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 they recorded and they witnessed and it's on camera. These vehicles doing things that are simply physically impossible in our technology. We don't have those propulsion systems. We don't have the ability to fly 20,000 uh, kilometers an hour. We, we, we simply cannot do these things. And so the, the conclusion is inescapable as far as I'm concerned. If we can't uh, replicate these things and these things are impossible under our current technology, well then the inescapable conclusion is that they're coming from somewhere else. And, uh, and, and if we refuse to recognize that and open our minds to that, I wouldn't even say it's a possibility, I would say it's a probability, uh, then, then we're just not looking at the evidence. Thank you. Well, some say they came from the South Pole. Underneath there's a big hollow stuff and all the aliens staying there. Atlantis. Thank you, uh, Mr. Moderator. It's interesting that uh, our opponents keep going back to the human nature idea of we have to explain it somehow using things that we already know. So this is the only thing that makes sense. And there's a lot of things. Some, Mario mentioned that we're learning things all the time. We're finding new elements and so on. We can find new things that explain these phenomena quite easily as well. Andrew, sorry, but you made a huge leap there saying that an un unidentified flash or object in the sky was a vehicle, vehicle. There's no evidence of that at all. Also, we didn't hear anybody talking about the alien abductions and anal probes by, that have been reported by otherwise credible people because that's kind of embarrassing. But we think, oh, well, as an astronaut, he must be believable. And yet there are so many other astronauts who have never said such a thing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Minute. Uh, here's the thing, trying to um, blend in kooks and uh, people that uh, uh, have, uh, you know, th there is lack of evidence or just it's, it's one person saying it, even if they are credible, uh, is a little bit disingenuous. 
Um, there, we have cited person after person, showed you videos, cited individuals, um, cited a lot of things that, uh, and shown you a lot of things. Go and investigate it yourselves and see out there who has the better argument. They are copying out. We are actually giving you some evidence to follow through. And I will leave you with this uh, statement from Ben Rich from Lockheed Martin, an engineer that actually created Skunk Works along with uh, uh, his partner. He said, we now have the technology to send ET home. There are ones that we build and ones that they build. This was his deathbed confession that he said. This goes along with a lot of things that we're saying. Do your homework, look out there, don't take our word for it. And please don't be coffins with your hermetically sealed top on. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Can I put my, my tinfoil helmet on back on? Yeah, you could do that. <clears throat> now, uh, uh, thank you very much. Now, the viewers, you tell us what you think, who had had a more powerful argument and who won. I think the people, in my opinion, what I think is the uh, Andrew Wood and Mario Kerikidis were confirming the, uh, the affirmative. They have won this uh, argument in my uh, in my vision. Congratulations! I claim I claim moderator bias. Oh no, <laughs> it's not that. And, and and the next topic, guys. Blame Ezekiel. We, we need the next topic uh, to uh, is going to be uh, Andrew. What is the next topic? It's time to put uh, microchips in, in all of our bodies. It's, it's time to do it. We do it for our dogs and our cats. It's time for human beings to be microchipped up, be it resolved that that be done. Thank you very much. And once again, the, the opinions on this thing are our personal opinions. And with that, thank you very much for everybody listening in. Cheers and see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and please subscribe so you do not miss another episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening and please subscribe so you do not miss another episode. Thank you.